Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot. I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you. And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. This podcast contains adult themes and language, and some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners. In this podcast, we discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Bienvenidos, bitches, and buiti binafi. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that we do not hear or know much about. Contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are straight cis white dudes. What? No, that's right. There are many well-documented cases of serial killers of color and Fruit Loops is a podcast all about them. We will take deep dives into the fascinating lives and crimes of serial killers and true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that the media and entertainment commonly leave out because the news is racist, allegedly. And we are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy. I'm Beth. We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. Also, the opinions expressed in this podcast are just that, our opinions. Please send any questions or comments to fruitloopspod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 602-935-6294. And we may feature it on a future episode. Also, our website is fruitloopspod.com, and we use Fruit Loops Pod for all our social media. The footnotes for each episode can be found on our website. Plus, check it out for the different ways that you can support the show and become a Fruit Loops patron. So, Beth, tell the people. Who are we talking about today? I mean, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we're on a break. So today's episode is going to be a little different. This is an episode that we recorded for our patrons. The date we recorded it is in the title, so the stories are a little dated, and there could be more recent information available now. But anyway, what we do in these episodes is share news stories with each other that are trending on that date, mostly true crime, but anything that we find interesting and talk about what's going on on in the world. These patron-only episodes are a little more conversational, personal, and less edited. And if you are already a patron at the $5 level, maybe you don't know that these are available to you. Well, they are! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! 
<laughs> just log into Patreon or Podbean, whichever platform you sign up for as a patron, and they will be there in your feed. We hope you enjoy this episode. To get more of these episodes, which we release weekly, become a patron at the $5 and uh, up tier. Yeah. Actually, there's no tier above $5, <laughs> but for some reason, people do it, and we thank you. And with that, let's get on with the show. <laughs> Extra, extra, read all about it. Fruit Loops has some updates for you, and we are going to shout it. Uh, our first update is that we are going to CrimeCon 2022. Yeah. Uh, we haven't announced this to everyone yet, so patrons and Patreons are getting first dibs on this news. Um, and please be sure to use the promo code Fruit Loops, and it's good for 10% off standard badges. Now, I don't know if everybody knows this. We don't spell our name like the cereal. <laughs> right, it's right. F-R-U-I-T-L-O-O-P-S. So use that yes, if you are interested yes. in going to CrimeCon. What else? Oh, uh, have you heard about... Mm, let's get let's get our murder news, shall we? Um, <laughs> have you heard about the shooting in Louisiana? Uh, it was a shootout in a home. And now a father is dead and a young girl's... Uh, so the girl's dad is dead and her boyfriend has been critically shot oh wow what happened well uh remember in like boy meets world or dawson's creek some one of those tgif shows when the boy would use a ladder to climb up to the girl's room and oh yeah sneak in and make out with her <laughs> oh, something no. like that happened in zachary louisiana Shit. and the dad came upstairs and wasn't happy about it. This father's name is Desmond Cage. And he said, young man, get out of my house. <laughs> and they went downstairs and words were exchanged. Um, and there was a shootout downstairs. Uh, so obviously Desmond, the father, who was 34 years old, had a gun. And the 17-year-old boy, who initial reports were not releasing his name because he's a minor. Right. Justifiably so. But in the source I um, uh, found today his name was released it's nicholas mccorder huh. um and uh he has been charged with second degree murder illegal use of a weapon uh, or dangerous instrumentalities which is one i've not seen before but that charge is interesting and nice sounding isn't it nice yeah. nicer sounding than it really is <laughs> instrumentalities and illegal possession of stolen firearms so the dad is dead the dad is oh my dead God. so yeah, so, yeah this, so this was a not a good dude <laughs> no, no i mean i i, I dad was justified in telling him to get the hell out of his house tell yeah <laughs> telling telling his daughter i don't ever want you to see this young man again he's bad news and, and guess and he what was. he was right um and 34 is a young uh, age, Dad. right? Yeah. A, young, a young person, younger than I. Yeah. Uh, and his daughter was, I think, 13 or 14. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so anyway, once uh, Nicholas McCorder is released from the hospital because he's in critical condition, he will be arrested on those charges I mentioned earlier. So it's wow. it's a really sad story. It really is. Yeah. Um, and for God's sakes, listen to your parents. Sometimes yeah, they do know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's Only sometimes, up. though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
this is a, a story I wanted to bring to the people only because this epidemic continues. Uh, last week, Taya Ashton, a 20-year-old black trans woman, was shot and murdered oh, no. in her own apartment in oh, Suitland, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the Washington, D.C. DMV area. Right. D. Allen Devonta Prince, 27 years old, has been charged with first-degree murder and second-degree murder, possession of a handgun, nothing about instrumentalities, though, and <laughs> the use of a firearm in a felony. Um, Price uh, was in a relationship with Ashton. And again, Taya is a black trans woman. They were in a relationship for about three months. Ashton's friends and family held a vigil to honor her at River Terrace Park in D.C., where she grew up, and more than 200 people attended. Wow. And again, I bring this up to remind people that black trans lives do matter yeah. and the epidemic of their murders continue, uh, as well as the attacks on their existence, their mere existence legislatively. Right. So if you are paying attention to um, anti-trans bills in your area, call that 212 number and complain. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and this story is from Translash Media, which I started, shouted out recently. They have a podcast and there is more information about the story at the Advocate Mag or the Advocate.com website. Oh, ah, in other news, remember the dating game killer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rodney Alcala is D-E-A-D yeah. dead. He <laughs> read about that. Burning hell, Alcala. Uh, <laughs> He was uh, on the dating game in 1978, and he died at a California Department of Corrections on Saturday, July 24th at 1.43 a.m. Uh, and I haven't been able to sleep very much lately, uh, so I, <laughs> I I saw it live. Oh, uh, wow. I didn't see him die. I just saw it pop up on Twitter at <laughs> like, like 2 a.m. <laughs> I, I watched him die. Okay, I'm sick. Not really. I've reported that before. <laughs> You know, I've not seen an execution. Uh, I know there are people who have, but, um, you know, me. So sue me. It's on my bucket list. Anyway, <laughs> if you recall from episode 33 and 34 of our podcast, we uh, covered this uh, individual. Yep. And he used his camera to lure victims, saying that he was this famous photographer. <laughs> uh, and he murdered at least five people. Yeah. Um, he's suspected of murdering um, other people in Los Angeles, in the Bay Area, in California, Seattle, New Hampshire, and Arizona. So we are not sad to see him go. No. Rest in piss. Alcala <laughs> and uh, good riddance. <laughs> oh, this is kind of an older story. Um, wait, let me see how young I've, how long I've been yipping yapping. Oh, Only not very six long at minutes. all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, this, plenty of time. This I got plenty of time for more bullshit. Uh, so over the Fourth of July weekend, Fatima Johnson was missing from her family's festivities and didn't, wasn't responding to calls or texts. And Fatima is a 53 year old black mother of six from South Los Angeles. One of her daughters stopped by her home to check on her and found her wrapped in a blanket. Oh my. God. Her hands tied. She was hogtied. There was oh duct tape God. over her mouth. Uh, and oh, when her family arrived, to I know find your mom like that. Oh, I know. They, so they cut her loose, um, and they called, um, you know, EMS emergency uh, services, and um, she was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, no. They uh, determined that she had been strangled. 
investigators found some of her personal items were missing, such as jewelry, her cell phone, and her 2008 silver Lexus. Um, Fatima worked at a retirement home and was also working on pursuing her education. Uh, She was described as a natural caregiver who would do her best to take care of those around her. Uh, She was described as the hood mother to everybody in the neighborhood. And um, a suspect has not been named yet, but her longtime boyfriend is a person of interest. Now, news reports said that she lived in a quote-unquote rough neighborhood, which is a euphemism the news uses for poor black and brown. Um, But her murder was not gang-related, the news said. Her family believes she deserves the same justice if she had been found in Beverly Hills or Hollywood Hills. Hard agree. Um, There's a $50,000 reward for anyone with information leading to an arrest. And... um, to help the family, you can visit their GoFundMe page, which we will put in the show notes. I think I've done that already. Um, so far, <laughs> they've raised um, almost $18,000, and their goal wow. was $20,000. Wow. Um, and also, you can anonymously call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS or the detectives on the case uh, at 323-786-5113 if you Ooh, know anything. A straight line to the detectives. A straight line, straight up to the top. <laughs> uh, so those phone numbers and links are in the show notes um what else was i gonna tell you about oh uh just a little international flavor here um because again bipoc people lgbtq people are all over the world actually come to think of it i feel like uh this might be the alt-right's problem is they are afraid of the white race going extinct yeah, I, I don't know exactly what they're afraid of, but the the fear that uh, there aren't going to be any more white people or they're going to become a minority, which they already are. They so. already are. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't I say know if any- they, cause even though I'm white, <laughs> but I don't give a shit. No, nah, no, nah, you just you just happen to be white. We talked about this. Right, it, right. It's, 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 you just happen to be white. You're one of the good ones. Um, but I, I saw a meme the other day on Instagram and it said, I'm going to stop using the word minority, which we've tried to do here on the show and call my, she said, I was going to call myself a person of the global majority. Yeah, there you go. Empowering. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's one of the reasons why I bring, I try to bring international news uh, to the, um, to the Fruit Loops fam. So there are protests in Cuba. Have you heard of it? I have. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Good. Okay. Because um, a lot of people don't, and I haven't seen a lot of coverage about it. But basically, Cubans have had it hasta aquí. <laughs> they are fed up with their government. Um, and, you know, we and maybe in the past five, ten years, tourism has opened up in Cuba. Right. They got the internet, y'all. They're on their smartphones. Um, but in recent, you know, recently because of the pandemic, the pandemic everyone yeah. has been struggling. There's no food. The, arpets, uh, the markets open up and people can't get anything There's to eat. There's nothing there, yeah. They can't get medicines. And protests started to spread. People People were pissed at their government. Right. Um, and uh, uh, news was spreading around the country um, about these protests with the help of social media. And um, now the Cuban government 
has decided to shut down the internet mm. to prohibit the spread of dissent um, and the story from getting out. Mm. Um, protesters and um, dissenters have been arrested. Um, they are uh, asking for the internet to be turned on. They're asking for their human rights to be restored by their government. Um, and recently, I believe, um, they the Cuban um, government has been sanctioned by the United States States. And there was something else a bunch of countries did. Oh, the U.S. imposed the U.S. imposed sanctions, but a bunch of um, countries like 20 plus countries got together and said, no, 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 Cuba. Not nice. Don't do that. <laughs> I, th- I don't know if that's sanctions or there's a special <laughs> governmenty word. But anyway, everybody a is aware. Sp- special governmenty word for tisk tisk. <laughs> Yeah, tisk tisks and that's some fuckery and please stop. So anyway, um and just something to pay attention to, um, because uh this is a, a human rights issue and yeah. uh we are all human beings. Um what is else? What else do I want to tell you about? Oh, um just please I know that there are people who are not vaccinated. Apparently, right. 98% of the people dying of COVID are unvaccinated. This right. is an unvaccinated pandemic. And let's just, just a reminder, friendly reminder, let's do what we can to convince the folks around us who are sick and tired of shutdowns and sick and tired of masks and sick of people dying to get yeah. vaccinated. Yes. Um, and let's just be nice about it because shaming them apparently isn't working. <laughs> So uh, what what do you got, Beth? There was one dude I saw on the news uh, and he w- he just got off a ventilator. And oh, my he said, God. And I'm not going to get the vaccine what? because I don't want it shoved down my throat like that. Oh don't tread on me. Attitude. Um, oh, my God. I don't understand. I don't. It, but, yeah, I don't know where that he's coming from. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. OK, but uh, but we're just going to keep trying to convince people. Right. <laughs> So he obviously won't be convinced, but there will, there are others. There are people out yeah. there and people yeah. all over the world who want to get vaccinated. Um, and be, I think um, a thing, an important thing to point out is everybody's talking about the unvaccinated because uh, people like they're a monolith and they're not, uh, it's not all Trump supporters. It's not all don't tread on me dudes who just got off a ventilator. It's also people who don't have access, you know, to, right, right. to the vaccines um, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah as a country we're, we're very lucky that we have a vaccine available to us. Ah, yes, absolutely. Um, and a lot of people, people are still scared um, about getting the vaccine, you know, with the news about Johnson and Johnson causes right. Young Beret. Um, um, and there's there's um, there's information out there and there's people who are willing to um answer your questions and ease your fears if you are afraid. Um, yeah. There's a way There's a way through this. And part of it is, I think, getting the right information to the people who need it. So yeah. anyway, uh, what do you got, Beth? Well, on that note, I was going to talk about uh, a new study on the uh, Pfizer vaccine. Oh, what is it? It says that uh, two doses of the Pfizer COVID vaccine are 88% effective against the Delta variant. Whoa. I think it's similar with Moderna. 88% um, you say? Right. 88%. I mean, wow. 
Yeah. That's, that's a lot. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Give me another. <laughs> also, um, both vaccines, Moderna and um, Pfizer, are far less effective after only one dose. So around oh. 30%. So make sure you get both doses. Right. Get right. both of them. And right. um, also the Biden administration officials are considering stricter mask wearing guidance. So mm. uh, because this would protect unvaccinated people who, as you mentioned, now make up almost all COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths. Yeah. And the uh, Delta variant is very contagious and it's what's causing spikes in COVID-19 cases across the country. So if you don't want to wear masks anymore, um, I suggest you get vaccinated. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't mind the masks, but you know, my favorite part of all of this yeah, I don't have to shake another hand as long as I live. <laughs> yeah, and my I'm favorite st- part is the six foot I'm distancing. So ha- right? It's the little Get things. off my ass while I'm in line at the grocery store. <laughs> right? Am I right? Uh, so, yeah, silver lining. Um, yeah. Woo, what else do you got, Beth? That is good news, though. Yeah, it is good news. Uh, sorry, I just coughed on my tea. Oh, it's okay. <clears throat> I just inhaled it. <laughs> oh, ooh. it's okay. <laughs> is it Corona? <laughs> is it the Delta? <laughs> By the way, have you heard about another strain called the Lambda strain? No, I don't know is much that about another it. One that's it's another one. Out? Yeah, and these viruses when they go unchecked. Crazy yeah, things that's happen. A, that's the viruses thing. be virusing and mutating <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah, that's another reason they get vaccinated because uh, as it you know runs through all these people, it it uh, mutates. So we get all these variants. So the more people they get ma- uh, vaccinated, the less we'll get of those. So, right. Right. Yeah. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. I want to take a moment to tell you about my podcast, Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage. In 1984, a woman named Phyllis Cottle was abducted in broad daylight, tortured, and left to die in a burning car in Akron, Ohio. At the time, I was a rookie reporter covering this horrific story. Since then, I've reported every kind of crime imaginable. I've been able to leave most of them at work, but not this one. The one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put. Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story. 
a production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network. You can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at KillerPodcast.com. So did you hear about the Texas firefighter who was found dead in Cancun? Um, no. From having too much fun? Uh, well, (laughs) you tell me. Okay. (laughs) He was on vacation to celebrate his 10th wedding anniversary. Okay. Elijah Snow was his name, 35. Okay. He became trapped as he tried to, or what they say, the authorities say, he tried to enter the window of a bathroom at a resort that was not the one he was staying at. Okay. Yeah. Mexican officials insist that there are no signs of foul play. Family members suspect that he may have been killed after a possible kidnapping. (gasps) The couple were staying at an all-inclusive resort in Cancun. On the night of his death, Elijah Snow and his wife, Jamie, had been drinking together at the bar of the resort where they were staying. Okay. Jamie decided to go back to their room while he remained behind, and but the wife w- woke up in the middle of the night at, at 4 a.m. and realized he wasn't there and got concerned. Okay. Uh, authorities with Quinta Ru State Attorney General's Office said in, a, said in a statement that Snow died of mechanical asphyxiation due to thoracic abdominal compression. Okay. The office said Snow was trapped when trying to enter a bathroom window and could not place his feet on the ground, giving him no support point to release himself from the window. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Quote, the circumstances in which the events occurred are being investigated, unquote, officials wrote in a social media post. Okay. Adding to the confusion, Snow's wife, Jamie Snow, was told that her husband had died after falling over a wall while at the Cancun resort where they were staying. Okay. And according to a news article, a local attorney managed to get some photos of the crime scene that suggested that Snow was, in fact, beaten to death. (gasps) Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Uh, this is kind of a crazy story and something uh, to keep your eyes out for. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, Yeah. that's three completely different Different stories. Stories. Wow, and who's right? Does mm-hmm. I wonder if the language barrier plays any part in this sort of misinformation, disinformation I telephone don't know. game? I mean, those are those are completely different stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, that is fascinating. Well, thank you yeah. for bringing it here. I will keep my eyes closed. Or, I mean, open. <laughs> No, I'm not going to keep my eyes closed. I'm going to sleep now. Keep them peeled. (laughs) I'm going to keep them peeled and pay attention uh, in case I see more about this. Yes, yes, yes. I got some good news for you. Oh, please tell. Minnesota will soon launch what appears to be the nation's first state-level panel to address the disproportionately high rates of violence against black women. Whoa! The Task Force on Missing and Murdered African-American Women, approved as part of a public safety budget bill, will be modeled after the state's recent work on missing and murdered indigenous women. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. A 12-person panel made up of representatives from the courts, law enforcement, and victims advocacy groups will come up with policy recommendations to address the issue by December 2022. So... 
it's going to be a while yet, but it, they're in the going in the right direction. It's something. Yeah. yeah. It's something. Yeah. Wow. That is really what is what is the state? And I'm um, wondering Minnesota. when I should move there. Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota. Uh, never yeah. mind. Oh, uh, yeah. You betcha. <laughs> Ofta. Ofta. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm good, but I'm, you love to see it. That's exciting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I hope other states take note. Yes. Eventually, um, I think they will. Yeah. Someday. Uh, yeah. Someday. <laughs> someday there will be no inequality. Um, <laughs> but I won't be alive to see it. Yeah. Anyway. But... Uh... <laughs> so I got a story that's based out of Florida. Ooh. Watch out for Florida, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, this Florida man was nice. <laughs> oh, Okay. This uh, past Monday, a lawn worker identified only as Tony was walking to work in a Palm Beach County community when he saw a neighbor having a seizure inside of his vehicle and immediately rushed to help him, going as far as trying to stop the moving car with his own hands. I think he he, like grabbed the bumper and was like trying to stop it because it was going into a neighbor's lawn. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah. So the car finally stopped on the neighbor's lawn, but the driver was still in terrible shape inside the locked vehicle. Tony screamed and begged the neighbors to help him, but the homeowners were apparently more worried about their grass. They yelled at them to get off our lawn and get the man out of here. Have him die somewhere else. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. Was it those... just, oh my God. I, I imagine those guys, the that husband and wife lawyer team with the yes, guns. Yes, with the guns. <laughs> yeah. That's, was it them? I bet it was them. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I thought we'd seen the last of them, but here they are again. Here they are again. God damn it. So Tony recognized the driver from the neighborhood, ran to uh, his home and uh, alerted his wife. And uh, emergency workers arrived on the scene and uh, treated the driver and, and everybody's okay. But wow, uh, I thought that was an interesting story. What a story. Shout out to Tony yeah. and uh, not shout out to <laughs> yeah, those neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hip-hop air horns for Tony. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I saw a similar video on social media and I thought that's what you were talking about. There was a man on the freeway who had a seizure in his vehicle. Oh, wow. And the vehicle is locked, right? When you put it in drive, right. everything yeah. locks. Locked up. And people were trying to bust the glass windows. I didn't stay long enough to see what happened in the end. But um, thoughts and prayers uh, to people having seizures in their cars. And yeah. also shout out to Good Samaritans. Yes, right? definitely. Yeah. 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 Wow. So I have a new addition to Don't Do That. Ooh, gotta know. <laughs> gotta, 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 gotta find out what to avoid. Please this, tell us. This one is not quite so funny. Oh, okay. So a couple who used a smoke bomb at a gender reveal ceremony and sparked Southern California's El Dorado wildfire, which uh-huh. killed a firefighter last year. Oh, yeah. They've mm-hmm. been charged with involuntary manslaughter and <gasps> 29 other crimes. No freaking way. Yeah. Wow. So wow. Refugio Manuel Jimenez Jr. and Angela Renee Jimenez pleaded not guilty. Okay. Okay. And a judge released them on their own recognizance, despite prosecutors' request that they each be held on $50,000 bail. Well, 
I mean, don't they have a baby at home? I mean, yeah. it doesn't do the fam. It doesn't do anybody any good, any just good to, to break up yeah. the family. But certainly, punishment is in order. Uh, yeah, I think it might be a little too much, though. That's and I wonder if racism has anything to do with it because. Because they're Latinx. <laughs> Wait a minute. Put on the brakes. Wait yeah. a minute. I okay. haven't heard it about any white people, even though there's been like tons of things that this whole gender reveal thing is white people's stuff. fault. Yeah, it's yeah. White, it's it's colonization's fault, really. That's where we get this whole <laughs> non this whole binary bullshit. You're either a boy <laughs> or a girl, and the doctor <laughs> makes the decision when you're bo- when you're born. Nobody else. And we've created this sick culture around identifying what your baby is going to use to pee with right and it's just and again you're right white people are not getting punished for any of this they're going viral right you're not getting punished yeah wow and uh well my don't do that is don't do gender reveal ceremonies they're just stupid agreed (laughs) especially these crazy ones where you know there's bombs and uh, things that explode and right. anything that can set things on fire. Just don't do that. <laughs> right. Don't do that. Now, you said it was a smoke bomb. Yeah, a smoke bomb. And, and where where does one even buy a smoke I have bomb? No never, idea. never seen it at the grocery store yeah. or Harbor Freight. Maybe I at those, wouldn't even know where you know, to begin. They sell those fireworks um, at stands. Oh, yeah. Maybe during Fourth of July, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't think California does those, though. I don't think they're legal in California, are they? Well, it's a drought, so nobody's burning anything. You can't even <laughs> water your lawn. So, yeah. uh, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. Um, but uh, I mean, do we know like is there a trial date for the Jimenezes? Uh, not yet that I saw, but uh, the charges included one felony count of involuntary man- manslaughter, three felony counts of recklessly causing a fire with great bodily injury, four felony counts of reckless recklessly causing a fire to inhabited structures, and 22 misdemeanor counts of recklessly causing fire to property. And the couple could face sentences extending from the lower teens to low 20s of years <gasps> if found guilty on all charges, which I mm. think is excessive. I mean, very much. Yeah, so. yeah. this El Dorado fire was horrible. I uh-huh. mean, and it's it it's such a stupid way to start a fire with a gender reveal ceremony. Agreed. Yeah. But agreed. I, they, they didn't plan for that to happen. Yeah. They were just, you know, made a stupid decision. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's way, way too much. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, well, I was just going to say, I think sometimes in um, white American society, it's easier to make examples out of people who are not white. Right. Um, and, yeah. and I think that's exactly what's going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my two cents, but I'm not the boss of anything. So uh, <laughs> we will see what happens. Um, but yeah, don't don't do those don't anymore do because that. they're dangerous and, and they're, they're fucked stupid. up. They're fucked. <laughs> up um why do we have to have all this bullshit 
Well, yeah. Again, it's it's genitalia used for the purposes of going to the bathroom. It's meaningless. Yeah. Um, when you really get down to it, what if your child is like, I'm a they them? You know, you throw away the gender reveal footage like, you know, it, it, it just it is it is meaningless. We should yeah. wait until uh, I, I just it I, it further perpetuates this um, this uh, binary that doesn't really exist or serve anybody um, doesn't serve, you know, people being able to live their authentic selves. So, right. um, well, I won't be doing that. And thank you, Beth. <laughs> and that's all I got. Well, that's the news. Look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there. Get your vaccines. folks uh where can the people find us beth our website is fruitloopspod.com our facebook page is fruit loops pod and our discussion group is fruit loops pod discussion on facebook we are also on twitter and instagram at fruit loops pod and links to our sources will be in our footnotes if you want to support the show you can send us a donation on the cash app just google fruit loops pod cash app or you can become a monthly patron through podbean this will help us pay for things like our website and pod hosting there's no minimum and no commitment even a dollar would help and as always we have merch for sale on our website that's right now this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every thursday so until next time look alive y'all it's crazy out there you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy and you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, 
the long con. That's clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S. Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Paul Brandis introducing my podcast, Countdown to Dallas. It's a fascinating, in-depth look at the seemingly unconnected events that led to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. It's based on my book of the same title. In that book and in this podcast, I go all the way back to 1939, when Lee Harvey Oswald was born into a troubled and dysfunctional family. I'll follow his transient and often violent teenage years and young adulthood, painting a fuller picture of the man who would later become Kennedy's killer. I also take a look at events unfolding in that era, like Cuba and Vietnam, And I'll unpack the conspiracy theories, too, not one of which has ever been conclusively proven. Subscribe to Countdown to Dallas at evergreenpodcasts.com or your favorite listening app, October 31st.